And the second that you sign an agreement raising money, you now have a boss. So you went from being the complete owner and in control of the business and the control of your destiny to someone that you now have to report to. Welcome to the Boss Club Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you grow your business faster, more profitably, and with fewer mistakes. And now your hosts, David Grubbs and Charlie Gassmeyer. Welcome back to another episode of the Boss Club Podcast. I had a funny thought the other day. David and I were talking about this that uh, we were kind of laughing about it. We realized, oh, it's funny because it's true. Then we were reading the headlines of all these companies that have raised money and so-and-so raised 10 million bucks. Another company raised 2 million bucks and they had this wild valuation and all this stuff. We started joking and realizing, you know, the reason, the real reason by and large, most of them raised money is because either A, they're losing money like big time and the business is about to go under unless they raise millions of dollars, or B, they want to go hire a bunch of people and invest in a bunch of stuff, but they don't have the money to do it. They don't have the profit to do it. Or, you know, basically they're, they're, what we're trying to debunk was the myth of like, okay, if you see another company that raises a ton of money, should you feel inferior to them? And as we started to unpack that a little bit to understand like, well, the, the reason, the reasons they, they raised money in the first place is because they needed it or didn't have it, or they're going to go under without it. Uh, made us start to feel a little better that it's like, Hey, this really validates even more the bootstrapped approach to where you don't need to compare yourself to, to fundraised companies. And there's, um, just a lot, like we've raised money before. And so I feel like we can appreciate both sides. We're bootstrapping. Uh, and we've had the kind of self-financed route for Boss Club. And then in other companies, we've raised money. And so I feel like now we can appropriately compare and contrast them. But uh, we were joking about that the other day. I don't know, David, can you kind of relate to that or anything you'd add? Yeah, it's really funny because at least early in our career, um, you know, it's really easy to get wrapped up in it because the media sensationalizes it. I mean, if you go to businessinsider.com or you read entrepreneur.com or Forbes or you name it, insert Wall Street Journal, you know, whatever. There's headlines all over the place of people raising millions of dollars. And uh, and not only that, but you have accelerators and incubators that are designed to help you get your company ready to go raise money. And and it's funny because at, at the end of the day, it, it's not really all it's cracked up to be. And uh, it's not like you see it in the movies. Like if you've seen the movie, The Social Network, you you they have kind of a somewhat fictional view of how Mark Zuckerberg went and raised money in his pajamas and he had a business card that had a really kind of immature title on it and all kinds of stuff. But in reality, it's not really that cool or that exciting. Um, I mean, we gave or I've given at least 100 investor pitches in my life. And Charlie and I actually got pretty good at this just because we had to do it so many times. But at the end of the day, it's pretty stressful. I mean, you're having to go make these pitches. You're dressed up in, you know, uh, business formal. Uh, you're standing in front of sometimes quite large crowds. Uh, I remember giving one at, at a breakfast once and there was 50 people out there just analyzing and tearing apart my business. And so, you know, it's it's not all that much fun. And and uh, and so I would just encourage you um, don't don't just chase after those headlines. Don't just think that because someone went and raised a bunch of money that, you know, they've got some incredible business on their hand and they're going to be automatically successful as a result of that. Oftentimes, as, as Charlie mentioned, they're raising money because they're they haven't proven out their model yet. And so they're still trying to figure out how to make sales or trying to scale up something that they can't internally afford. And so anyway, that's my two cents on it. I know Charlie and I raise money with Vendeavor. Charlie, you want to talk a little bit about that? 
Yeah, I think you you hit all those points beautifully, and that's that's the reality of of raising money. And I I remember thinking like so in college, early twenties, is getting my well, it was college, and then my MBA. And I remember daydreaming, thinking, man, the coolest thing in the world would be to start our own software company, which we did, go raise money for it, which we did, hire people, which we did, and come to work every single day with with no other task other than growing your business. I thought, I, I can't think of anything more rewarding and more invigorating than that. And that's exactly what happened. And I remember getting to that point and thinking, this is way more stress- stressful <laughs> than any of my daydreams ever suggested it would be. And I, I, I didn't even think it would be stressful in my daydreams. And when you're coming every day and you're looking, because you hire a bunch of people and you're investing in product and investing in customer acquisition, all this stuff, really, you're, you're looking at your burn rate because you're intentionally losing, like the plan was to raise money because you're going to lose money. And then you're going to try to make money. And like, you're just always calculating kind of what's your runway versus your trajectory. And like, that's a very stressful place to be. And then you have to think about, well, do we raise more money? Or, I mean, it's, it's, um, like, like you said, David, really, really well said that the media sensationalizes it. And I think you can automatically equate raising money to, Hey, you've made it. And really it's, it's kind of the opposite than that. Like when you raise money, um, you know, you now work for other people. And so there's, there's some downsides, um, and, and just some realities of raising money. So David, maybe you can kind of talk about the, the, the real side of, of what happens once you've raised some cash. I mean, definitely. And we've got, quite a bit of experience doing this at this point. And, and I don't want to discourage you. If, if you seek advice from, from people that you trust and, and you really think about this and, and it's the right decision for your business, then by all means, go for it. Um, but I will just say it's not all, it's, all the headlines are cracked up to be. And the other thing is we raised money for our businesses earlier in our career, but 100% of our businesses that we have later in our career were self-funding or we bootstrapped. And so we haven't raised money for for uh, companies that we've started lately. And here's why. There's certainly some pros and cons to doing it. And so I just want to make you aware of the cons, just so you go into this with open eyes if it's something you choose to do with your business. And the first one is, is that a lot of times entrepreneurs start their own business because they want to be their own boss. They want to be the one at the helm of the ship steering it uh, in the direction you want to go. And the second that you sign an agreement raising money, you now have a boss. So you went from being the complete owner and in control of the business and the control of your destiny to someone that you now have to report to. And, and so that's just, it changes the dynamic. You now have to have, you know, monthly or quarterly calls with your investors. You're reporting to them. If you fall short of expectations, they're going to be on top of you. Depending on how much equity you give up, sometimes you can be ousted from your own company. And so there's just things you have to be really careful of when you raise money. The second thing is people invest in companies to make money. That's the whole idea of investing in a business is that they're going to get a return at some point. And the only way they're going to get a return, or at least in most circumstances, the, the way they're going to get a return is when you have some sort of additional you know, exit or additional round of funding in your business, which means you have to go raise more money or you're going to be selling the business to a, uh, a larger uh, company in a lot of cases. And so um, there's typically a timeline. Depending on the investor, you may have three to seven years in order to get to that next event. And if you start running up against the end of that timeline, they're going to start pushing you for that event. And so all of a sudden, you've got this added pressure to perform within a short amount of time. And also, it's going to change the trajectory of your business. Maybe you started the business with a long-term uh, view. Hey, this is something I want to go pursue for 20 years. And, and uh, if you go raise money, 
that might change how you run the business and the purpose that you have behind it. And that it will influence the decisions you make along the way. So just be aware of that. Um, going along the same lines, you're going to lose some control in the business as a result of it. And also you're going to lose some ownership. So where you may have started out owning 100% of the business, or if you've got a partner, you've got 50-50 or something like that. Um, Now you've got other parties entering into the mix and you've given up some ownership. So these are all factors, certainly not deal killers if it's the right decision for your business and you've really analyzed it and you realize that, hey, I've I've proven out my sales model and uh, we're just scaling a proven model and we just need to be able to throw fuel on the fire and just grow faster. Like There are some circumstances where it really makes sense. Uh, but the farther you can get your business down the road, the the longer that you can um, delay that fundraising round, the the less control you're going to give up, the higher your valuation usually and, and the better it is for you. So that's just my advice. But Charlie, what are your thoughts? Kind of what did I miss here? Yeah, well, I'm glad you mentioned that that uh, raising money does have its place. So I, I don't want anyone to hear this thinking like, oh, wow, Charlie and David say don't ever raise money. That's not what we're saying. But we're just like kind of the, the focus of it, why it probably sounds a little biased is because the focus of this episode was just to say, hey, the, raising money um, might not actually be like what it looks like in the headlines and the sensationalism of, of it all. We just want to give you kind of the reality of it. But, um, but maybe two things I would just say in closing briefly is that um, – there is a time and a place for fundraising. And so point number one is that money is a tool and it's not an identity. We talk about that. If you're in our courses right now, uh, you've heard us talk about that in other instances where, um, you know, debt or raising money, like profits, like it's all a tool. And so, uh, but it's not an identity. It doesn't define who you are, the abundance or, or lack thereof uh, of money doesn't define who you are. And so in the same way, if you raise money for your business or you don't raise your money for your business, it's a tool and it's not your identity. And so there is a time and a place for it. In fact, like later, you know, I, I, I don't know, I don't know what will happen, but you know, probably later in my career, if I want to do different startups, but I want to have like a three to five year timeline on them, um, that will probably involve raising money, uh, even if that's just for myself and putting in a bunch of money to a business. But if you want to do it on a truncated timeline and have a lot of money for staff or for user acquisition or customer acquisition, you probably, you're probably not going to start it completely from scratch and still achieve that timeline. So again, money has its place, but it's not your identity. It's just a tool. And then the uh, second component, um, or second point I'd make here is that, um, you know, raising money is the starting line. It's not the finishing line. And I remember when we were uh, daydreaming about the the amount of money we were trying to raise for Vendever, David. I remember thinking, uh, I was just, I was just young and naive. I remember vividly thinking, um, man, what's it going to be like when you have that dollar figure in the bank and you can sit on the porch and just kind of, kind of enjoy the fact that we just raised that amount of money. And, and looking back, I just kind of want to slap myself aside the head and think, man, if you, if that does end up transpiring, if you do raise that amount of money, you better get to work and you better be ready to get to work because of all the reasons David just said, you now have a boss, you have a timeline, you have less control, like you're, you those things. And I just, I just had a, I had an inappropriate view, I think, uh, of, of raising money. And so, uh, hopefully this gives kind of a, uh, maybe more, more holistic and more rounded answer now that, uh, now that we've kind of seen, uh, both sides of the equation. So that's kind of what I would add, but David, anything else you'd say in closing here? No, the only other thing I'd mention is that I actually got to talk to one of the VCs that were one of the first investors in Facebook. And so I got to sit down with one of the partners and get some unfiltered advice from him on raising money for our business. And he frankly told me, he's like, "Um, unless your business is just taking off like a rocket, we are really expensive money. We're like the mob. And so he says, avoid it unless you absolutely have to have it. 
And so it's almost like a last case or last, uh, last option. Um, and so I thought that was really interesting coming from, coming from a guy who invests in businesses for a living. So anyway, I would just add that as a little, uh, grain of salt. Um, so it, it may be a good option for your business. Um, we tend to avoid it just based on how we run our businesses today, but, uh, I, I wouldn't discount it. Well, I think that's well said. And, and, uh, again, I hope no one hears us say like, definitely don't do that. There's just some debunking I think we needed to do. And so maybe this was a little bit more of a soapbox than anything else, but I hope that it was a, uh, a blessing to you in your entrepreneurial journey. So if you've got any questions or success stories or problems you're facing in your business related to this episode or any other, other of our episodes, feel free to reach out to us at podcast at bossclub.com. We might feature you, your business and or your question on the show. So thanks for listening. We'll see you guys in the next episode.